Welcome back to A Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers. I'm Dave Orsborn here in the St. Gabriel studio. Joining me again this morning is Sister Loretta. Good morning, Sister. Good morning. Sisters with the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco and serves as a campus minister at the Newman Center on the campus of Ohio State, the Ohio, Ohio State, State University. Buckeye Catholic. <laughs> Today is Tuesday of the fifth week of Lent, and Sister and I will be discussing a homily delivered by Pope Benedict XVI from the fifth Sunday of Lent in 2009. But before we do that, can you open us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you with great openness to your word. And today, Pope Benedict will invite us to look at the cross. May we be able to look deeply at the cross and see much more than just the image of Jesus on the cross. Help us to understand a little more the Paschal mystery in our lives, that there is, yes, death, but there is resurrection. Help us to see the whole picture. Draw us deeper into your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. So today, Tuesday, the fifth week of Lent, again, this is a from a homily uh, delivered by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth in 2009. What our association with his mission consists of is explained by the Lord himself. In speaking of his forthcoming glorious death, he uses a simple and at the same time evocative image. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He compares himself to a grain of wheat which has split open to bring much fruit to others, according to an effective statement of St. Athanasius. It is only through death, through the cross, that Christ bears much fruit for all the centuries. Indeed, it was not enough for the Son of God to become incarnate, to bring the divine plan of universal salvation to completion. He had to be killed and buried. Only in this way was human reality to be accepted, and through his death and resurrection, the triumph of life, the triumph of love to be made manifest. It was to be proven that love is stronger than death. In the distress of his invocation, we may grasp in anticipation the anguished prayer of Gethsemane. When, experiencing the drama of loneliness and fear, he implored the Father to take from him the cup of the passion. At the same time, however, his filial adherence to the divine plan did not fail, because it is precisely this that enables him to know that his hour has come, and, with trust, he prays, Father, glorify your name. By this he means, I accept the cross in which the name of God is glorified. That is the greatness of his love. 
Here too, Jesus anticipates the words of the Mount of Olives, the process that must be fundamentally brought about in all our prayers to transform, to allow grace to transform our selfish will and open it to comply with the divine will. Sister, I love this passage because I was, I love that grain of wheat. When you think of what comes from a tiny seed. Uh, I grew up in Atlantic City, so I'm an ocean girl, actually. But when I lived, I, I think, seven or eight years in Illinois, I came to appreciate the farmland. Quite a bit of wheat. Yes, and soybeans, and I would just love to hear the stories about the planting of the seed and how necessary the ground on which the seed is placed so that the seed can bear the greatest amount of fruit. And I think about what um, Pope Benedict is telling us, that unless that grain of wheat dies, it just remains a seed. Mm-hmm. But if it dies, it, beca- it turns into the fruitfulness, whether it's wheat or now we're in spring, so we're looking forward to the trees blooming. Uh, we actually made a trip to Portsmouth, and they already have spring there. So we were enjoying the, the flowering trees. I'll tell you about that trip to Portsmouth. It was amazing. But, um, yeah, there's just that grain of wheat that dies to self. It's about dying to self. And when we think of all our saints, um, they have died to self in some way, imitating Jesus who showed us the way. And he died on the cross, the ultimate gift of self. When we look at that cross, we see so, we, we ask the Lord to teach us to go deeper and to know that there's a whole mystery the, called the Paschal Mystery. So there's death, but there's new life. There's always that new life, giving birth to some, something greater. I love the lives of the saints, and I love your founder, St. John Bosco. So how did you know I was going to talk about St. John Bosco? Ah, he did come to my mind. Intuitive. St. John Bosco is known as the very joyful priest. He did everything he could to attract young people, even learn how to juggle. So he could juggle. He loved music. Uh, he tried to get them food as poor as he was. At least the baker always gave him lots of bread so he could share with the boys. He did sports and games and created this joyful atmosphere to attract the young people and then to teach them about God and to teach them how to pray and to help them know that they are loved by God. But under all that, St. John Busca suffered greatly because When he began his ministry, it was during the time of the Industrial Revolution when they expected children to work in factories, and they didn't want them to go to school, and Don Busco wanted them to be educated. So he was misunderstood by civil authorities in the efforts that he was trying to do. Also, the system of education was very repressive in those days, so he brought in education based on love. And even his fellow priests 
And they couldn't figure him out. Like, what is he doing? Why is he attracting these young people? Nobody understood in his time. They even tried to put him in an insane asylum once. Mm. But nothing stopped him because he loved young people and he would give his whole life for them. And that's why he founded our congregations. There's just one little phrase here in this uh, homily from Pope Benedict that, that stood out. With trust, he prays. And, and that is um, obvious in, in the life of St. John Bosco. I mean, just uh, his willingness to his abandonment uh, to the will of God and his trust in, in provision. His trust in divine providence, mm-hmm. divine providence. And actually, he learned that from St. Francis de Sales. Saint oh, Francis you're bringing de- in the other big yes. saint, huh? <laughs> That's where our name Salesian comes from. But Francis de Sales was known for his com- complete abandonment to divine providence. And he knew that God, our God, is a God of love. And that's all he wanted everyone to know. He wrote that treatise on the love of God, to know that God is love and God loves us so much and he will never, never abandon us. And he'll always provide what we need. And even in suffering, suffering comes, but it's greater good is coming from that suffering. And looking at the cross, that's where we see. It's amazing how I walk around and the other day I was in CBS and the young lady said, oh, I love your cross. Um, the cross is attractive to everyone because it reminds us all of God's great love for us. And it's that grain of wheat falling to the ground and dying that bears much fruit. How about a, a practical takeaway today for our listeners? What, what would you encourage them to do with these we words We all face today? sacrifices in our everyday life. There's things that are hard to do, whether I'm a student and I'm having a hard time with this subject matter or if I'm a parent and this job is really hard, or the sacrifices that we have to make just living whatever is our vocation in life, offering up that sacrifice is like that grain of wheat dying, and some greater good is coming from that. So whatever we find hard, just that little attitude of offering it up Mm -hmm. and knowing that there's new life coming from this sacrifice. There's suffering, but there's a greater good coming from this suffering. Amen. Persevere. Thank you, sister. This has been a journey through Lent with the Holy Fathers. Dave Orsborn here in the St. Gabriel studio with Sister Loretta from the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. We got both St. DeSales in there, as well as St. John Bosco today. So well done, sister. Uh, Sister serves as the campus minister at the Newman Center on the campus of The Ohio State University. Thanks, sister. Thank you. Glory be to the Father. Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Amen.